everybody. What's up? I'm Elena, and welcome back to Inside College Admissions, a podcast presented by SCORE. One of the most special parts of college is meeting new people and getting to explore a new campus or city. And for students looking to study internationally, that can be a big part of the decision. So today's episode is part two of applying to college in the U.S. And I'll chat again with Tushar, who will share his experience as an international student from India. And he'll also share his advice for students applying to college in the U.S. We'll talk about preparing for the application process, including how to find extracurriculars and tests to take, some helpful resources to guide you, and Tushar's thoughts on studying in the U.S. in general. If you haven't already heard part one, feel free to listen for even more great advice about talking with your family about your decision, how to keep a positive mindset, and much more. If you're an international student, we hope that this episode gives you a little support and motivation as you start this really exciting process. This was another great episode with Tushar, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Here we go. Hi, Tushar. Hello. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh my gosh, of course. So in our last episode, we talked about beginning the decision-making process for studying internationally in the United States. So different things like the challenges, uh, the mindset that you could have going into that decision and figuring out what is your reason for why you want to study internationally. Today, we're going to be talking about working through that decision. So what are the tactical things that you may encounter during this process. So preparation, different sources you can use to find scholarships and information on the application and your experience as a whole. Mm -hmm. So could you just remind our listeners of where you were coming from and where you're studying now? Yeah, so I'm Tushar. I grew up in India and I started applying to colleges in the US as an international student. After I applied to the universities in the US, I got selected into Drexel university and then I got to Drexel and I started doing the product design program and that's how I was able to do this wonderful co-op program at Drexel and get a job at score and that's how I'm able to do this podcast (laughs) that's that's awesome so in terms of working through your decision and deciding that you want to apply internationally the first thing that comes to my mind is preparation so are there different tests that you need to take What's the application process like? So I guess my first question is, how does the college application process differ in India as compared to the United States? Yeah, so the college application process in India is very different. So in India, if you're applying to a college, you just need to take a very college-specific exam. Mm -hmm. And it could be like any exam just related to the college. And each colleges have different exams. So like you need to select a college first and then uh, try preparing for that specific exam. But college preparation in the U.S. looks entirely different. It's how colleges consider you in the U.S. is not just based on like tests or exams. It's a lot more other stuff. As we know, it's like your extracurriculars, your high school GPA, your letter of recommendations, your hooks, Mm -hmm. and variety of different stuff. For international students, there are also two things, which is called the TOEFL exam, which Mm -hmm. is test of English and foreign language, which is also exam you have to take. But yeah, I would say like, to put it simply, Indian colleges just need one exam based on just subject exam, which means like math, physics, chemistry, or biology, physics, chemistry, if you're doing like medicine or something else, or maybe a different exam for someone who's going to law or someone who's going into some other field. But here Mm -hmm. uh, in the US, everything is SAT, ACT, and then you take specific exams. Yeah. 
I, I'm wondering for the ACT and the SAT, did you take those once you got to the US or you took them in India before coming here? Yeah, so now they have ACT centers and SAT centers in India. So I was mm -hmm. able to take those in India uh, before coming to the US. That's awesome. I feel like there must be a lot of additional factors for the application process that you have to learn about whether it's in school from an advisor or looking it up yourself and researching online. So how did you prepare things like extracurriculars? Like I know that that's something in American high schools that is super important where they always tell us like, you need to be part of clubs, you need to be on teams and show colleges that you're an involved student. Mm -hmm. So was that something that you also prepared in advance for your applications? I would say not too much in advance because a lot of schools in India is on like just academics. So you just, you just have to be good in your subjects and nothing else. And that's what mm -hmm. the colleges want. So you don't even think about doing things as extracurricular or something else until like you're really into it and you just want to do it. But from my scenario, my parents and a lot of the parents of my friends always ask them to just be very academic and like not focus on other stuff. So it was really difficult when I first saw how U.S. colleges have a lot of like list of different things, which is like, you need your test, you need your extracurriculars and like your GPA, everything's important. We, we need to see you as a person. So it really made me, first of all, like really threatened. I was like, whoa, I, <laughs> I only know physics, chemistry, math. What are you talking about? Right. <laughs> so um, it was like really challenging. But then like it also made me think about, oh, actually, I do have interest and I do have these things which I can put as extracurriculars, which I've always been doing, but I never considered them as extracurricular. So while this process was initially like threatening or like kind of overwhelming, I was like, I don't have all these things, but later on realized I did. And not only that, it actually made me reflect on myself. Like that's mm -hmm. like, that's when I fell in love with the application process in the US because I was like, well, I'm studying all these things, but who am I as a person? Like, what are my interests? Yeah. Yes, my GPA defines me. Yes, my test scores define me. But like other things I do also are a big part. And then when I was thinking about letter of recommendations, I also was like, wow, like it's also important what your teachers think about you rather than just like your grade, what like how you grew as a person and, and how you like, you know, developed over time. So it was like, initially it was overwhelming, but I would say it became like very pleasant to just like go through these things and understand, hey, I have those things. Yeah. So I don't know where I'm going with this, but a lot of preparation, I just picked up the things I had, like that I really liked. And yeah. when I realized like I had to apply abroad, I was in, I guess, like 11th grade. And I was like, okay, I'm going to build on these things and try to do something that's like helpful to me, helpful to the people around. And yeah, that's how like I was able to get my extracurriculars. Otherwise, I just did not have anything else. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The other part was also tests because tests in India, as I said, like are very different. So preparing for tests was initially like, wow, like this is a whole different test. But when mm -hmm. I was considering how difficult ACT is to, let's say, e exams in India, it was very relatively easy. I was like, well, like I can probably study for this in six months and we'll be fine. While as tests in India, if you really want to get into a good college, takes at least three to four years preparation. Wow. And that's me like understating the preparation. Some people even start preparing from sixth grade to go into a certain college. So the race yeah. is like much earlier and like they start learning all these advanced subjects, advanced concepts so that like they can do really well in those tests. But ACT was relatively like a relief for me. And I was like, okay, I could try doing it. 
And it came with its own challenge, but it was still much more interesting than applying to colleges in India. So <laughs> just like yeah. added, added to the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the good thing is if the exam for India was going to be really in-depth into physics, chemistry, and math, Mm-hmm. The ACT only has one science section. Mm-hmm. You're almost more of a generalist in the topics because there's an English section, there's a math section and science. So you get to be a little well-rounded in the subjects. And hopefully if any listeners are coming from a country where there's a more specific exam, they feel the same way where the ACT is kind of like, okay, nice. There's only one smaller section on this yeah. topic. Yeah. Yeah. I also like the ACT a lot because it's a test of English and like your Mm -hmm. grammar and everything else, which is a very important skill. I feel like if you grow in life, something that's still going to stay with you is your ability to read. If you keep on reading, it's, it really helps. Like, I feel like taking that got me into reading a lot of literature because I just Mm -hmm. want to prepare for it. But that was like a really good experience. So one of the things I really liked about the process was that when I was preparing, the process actually helped me learn more things about myself and about different things which are in the real world rather than me hard focusing on just these academic subjects physics chemistry math so it was pretty fun to prepare for these things when compared to like exams in Indian colleges yeah that's really nice to hear I feel like the college application process when I was going through it I was thinking of requirements like Mm. okay do I have my letters of recommendation did I write my essay did I do this and that but There actually really are some aspects, even like your college essay or diving into extracurriculars where you can find out more about yourself and see, okay, yes, I know this is in the context of me furthering my education, but also just to be a life student and know who I am, this can actually be helpful in Mm -hmm. learning more about myself. Yeah. And honestly, that was the first time I was able to like separate my personality from my scores because in India what happens is everything is your scores if you're like a student that gets like highest score you're really good student all the teachers respect you all your parents think you are great but like there's so much that goes into life and becoming like I guess like good person for example I also fell into that trap I was like oh I have good scores so I'm I will I am probably a cool person or a good person but then I realized like some of my teachers hated me. So like when I went to like letter <laughs> recommendation, I was like, really? I have to ask this teacher to write. I was so scared. I was like, what if like they write something and like I get straight up rejected everywhere. So like there were thoughts, there are things I never thought other than scores. So it was it was really interesting to just like see myself and like other people more than scores. And like, I really appreciated that how US colleges like take their time to like actually like individually assess each person, not just based on scores, but like their essays, their like everything else. So Preparation to apply here was definitely challenging, but it was mm-hmm. also like very helpful, I guess, personally. Yeah, that's so awesome to hear. Yeah, it can be it can be a little eye-opening asking teachers for recommendations. I remember there were some where I was like, oh, they would write a great recommendation and others where I thought maybe it's best to not ask them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And about your point on extracurriculars, I think that's really good advice to you had said dive into something that you already like. So mm-hmm. I know in Italy, where my family's from, clubs aren't really a thing that commonly. Like in the US, there's the debate club and cooking club and all these different clubs that you can join. But at least in my experience, I found that it's not that common in Italy club. So then when it comes time, let's say to apply for college, 
if you're like, I didn't have any clubs, you know, it can be a little overwhelming, I'm sure, to think, what am I going to say for my extracurriculars? But I think your advice is really sound in that you can pick something that you already like, let's say photography, and dive into that and do a photography project where you take pictures of maybe your town or you take pictures of nature, anything that you're interested in, you could really develop and make that into your extracurricular. Yeah, that is actually a really good point because my schools also did not have any club. And I was like really stuck. I was like, well, like a lot of people are like president of this club, that club and this club. But then I realized like the idea of the club is just like a group of people coming together in an activity they're interested in. Right. And then they're planning something and then they're executing it. I really struggled with that because I was like, okay, these are my interests, but like, how do I take them? Like, if I really want to do a club, like, how how do I do that? And right. I went to one of my teachers and I asked her that, hey, like, I'm I'm really interested in, like, photography. Could that be possible that we could have, like, a, I guess, like, a discussion with people who are interested in photography, maybe just, like, 30 minutes once a week or, like, one, like once a month? And, yeah. you know, like, there, there were some teachers in my school that were engaged in, like, all these different extracurricular activities already. Like, suppose, like, they would take students for Olympiads and they were different things. So they really liked the idea because they were already inclined that students should do something other than just, like, studying. Right. The main thing about it is, like, taking an initiative and yeah. talking to the people who are in uh, power or like not in power who are like higher in school than you and asking them like hey could we do this because I'm really interested and I think we would learn a lot from other people who are doing the same thing so yeah. so that idea I guess like got spread and that's how I was able to actually create like a environmental club at the end of the day I feel like it's not so much about like oh being the president and leading the team for two years but it's more so like finding these activities finding these like ideas I feel yeah. like that that's what I realized through the college application process is more important than like, you know, just like being in some team and club. Yeah. Yes, it's way more valuable to be a real integral part of a club. And mm. even like you did start the club pretty much or have that initiative to bring people together versus just saying, I was the president for two years. Mm -hmm. I did this, like having a real substantial thing to show even just for the experience of it, let alone your application is so important and more worthwhile. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like a lot of times people or like people who are applying to colleges from high school, they they just get like alluded by it because they see other people being like, oh, I did like 70 hours of this. I did like 80 hours of this. I feel yes. like from what I've understood is like what colleges want is to see your meaningful impact, mm -hmm. in, no matter in what sense, rather than like seeing a lot of hours. So, yes. so I guess like still a vague advice. But the whole thing is like, know what your interests are, bring other people together who are interested in the same thing, try to work on something. And, you know, like, don't force yourself to cure cancer or like make a car. Yeah. It's fine. Whatever you can do within your community, like, you know, it's okay. Yes, that's so true. In terms of, you know, learning about the extracurriculars, learning about the tests that needed to be taken, mm -hmm. how did you find this information that you needed about the U.S. college application process? Were you researching online or were there sources that you really liked mm -hmm. yeah so my biggest source was this website called prepscholar.com mm -hmm. and prepscholar.com is basically a website made by these university experts and like top students from different universities and they basically write their own process plus write really amazing guides for like how to approach the essay how to approach specific sections in ACT or how to just think about the college application process or how do you approach extracurriculars so I feel like that was the number one source I can remember myself getting into the other source of course was 
college board and like random websites. I also did spend a lot of time on college confidential and Reddit. <laughs> I would say those websites, people like write their experiences and everything, but you should take them with a grain of salt because I remember being like really anxious about my mm-hmm. schools and the schools I would get into because I would see like some people who are getting into like these schools have like amazing scores. And I was like, will I not get into it? But the data you're seeing is very one-sided because like only a few people are posting. Whoever is feeling confident, only they are posting. So right. it's you should take it with a grain of salt. You should yeah. still, still try to like ask people who are into the process. But yeah, those were my main sources to go through. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like it's important to remember that on Reddit or College Confidential, the posts are coming from the writer's experience. So your experience may be different from theirs, but it's still nice to get a perspective from somebody who's going through the process. Yeah. And for the listeners, um, Tushar actually put together a blog post on our website with these sources. So all different kinds of sources, like finding scholarships and even just learning about the process. So take a look at that. It's advice applying to US colleges as an international student. So those are really, really helpful. I know that one of the things that you and I have talked about is that there are different factors that go into choosing a college to apply to. And sometimes it comes down to things that are really important to you, like amount of international students at the college. Uh, What were some of those factors that you looked into when looking at colleges? So it's really hard to find like where most of the international students are and how they're Mm -hmm. applying and how much scholarship they got. I think like that was my biggest challenge because I just did not know where were the colleges which were giving scholarships to international students. And that was one of my main things I wanted to get. Um, Right. So I, of course, I knew there were like two kinds of colleges, which is like need blind and need aware. So need Mm -hmm. blind colleges are they don't care how much money you have if you get accepted. Uh, they basically pay for everything. Okay. But the need aware colleges are like the vast majority, which care about how much money you have, because if they don't think they can support you, they would not accept you. Right. So it was really difficult because uh, international students do not have FAFSA. They do not have any kind of like federal aid or anything that to support them. Right. So it was very challenging actually to find that, but I was able to find these two resources and I'll also link them to, in the blog post. One of them was this website called Ivy Achievement. And I'll link the full link, but they have this like really big spreadsheet and it has like all the data you could think about colleges. But the most important data that it has is like number of international students, total amount of aid given to international students, and then Mm -hmm. average aid per international student. And like once I understood, oh, like this is the average aid some international student is getting, I could just subtract it from my cost of attendance and I could see like how much money will I have to pay. So. Through this way, I could narrow down colleges where I had to pay the least already. And then Mm -hmm. like when it got to it, I was also talking to like a lot of my seniors and different people who went to abroad from my school because I knew they were kind of in the similar financial situation. And Uh I was able to narrow down a lot of other schools, which I was like, okay, so the people around me telling me these schools give scholarship. And then this resource is also telling me the average cost of aid. So I was able to like somehow use these two resources. But there's another really good resource for American students or people here is called scholly.com, S-C-H-O-L-L-Y. I would also list that. And it's honestly like one of the most wonderful resources. You can find like really big scholarships. You can find uh, really short ones, like no essay scholarships. And they have like very different scholarships ranging from 1,000 to 5,000. And then you have really big ones, which is like 20,000. From my experience, that is like the best app that people can use here to find scholarships. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's hard. I remember it being very hard to find scholarships. So I can only imagine like trying to find them in another country is also just very difficult. Like, how do you find the resources? But those sound like really great ones to see what your opportunities are and how you can easily apply to the scholarships because a lot of colleges really like having international students. So they have the opportunities for aid. And for those that have it, they will give students financial aid. Mm -hmm. And then in terms of, you know, finally applying and submitting the applications and things like that, I was wondering, how has your experience been as a whole? You know, was the application part of it, all of that time and effort worth it? Yeah, I would say now that I'm here and everything's working, I would say definitely worth it. <laughs> but the applying part was very stressful. I guess mm -hmm. I remember like taking tests or like trying to like figure out the financials or convincing my parents. All of that was really, I would say like socially, emotionally, mentally, physically challenging. Because yeah. the thing is like, yes, the American application process is like very holistic, but you really don't know what's going to happen until you get the results back. Like in India, if you have a certain score in exam, suppose like you, for certain colleges needed 75 and you have 80. So you would be sure that I would get into that college. But here uh -huh. in the US, like you could get 36 out of 36 and everything you think is fine would be fine, but you could still get rejected. So I mm -hmm. had that fear. And then I had the fear of not getting enough scholarships. And then I had the fear of my parents not supporting me enough. So yeah. it was a lot of pressure, fear, and like, I guess, exhaustion. But it was definitely worth it. Somehow inside me, I was like, well, if this works out, everything will be worth it. Otherwise, like, you know, it's it's fine. It, like, I can just become a farmer. It's okay. So, yeah. so I guess like something that really helped me and another just remembering the sources that helped me were doing the social and emotional learning exercises. But I will also add the resource to it, but doing some social and emotional learning exercises that helped me understand how to like understand my emotions and also understand other people's emotions. For example, if my parents are worried, it made me understand like, oh, well, why are they worried? How can they, how can I approach them to make them like understand that it's, yeah, it's like worrying, but definitely there's a chance and there's definitely positive parts to it. Another thing that could have helped me, but I didn't know back then was meditation. Meditation definitely helps you understand that, hey, it's okay. And, you know, you, you just try your best and just see like what happens in the end, you know? Another good quote, my friend said it the other day, which really just reminded me, you know, like all these things are like variable, like you don't know what's going to happen. But he said, it's not about certainty, it's about ability. So mm. not about being certain you're, you're going to get in or not. Is it in your ability to actually like push yourself or like believing in yourself? Can you actually achieve this? So that's yeah. more important than certainty. So whenever you're thinking about stuff, don't think about certainty, think about your ability. And meditation and social and emotional learning actually like fortified my ability to make sure that I go through this process. So it was a really helpful resource. Yeah, that is so, so helpful in being that reassuring voice, like among the fears of the financials and taking the tests and, and convincing family, having those supports can be really, really helpful. Like you said, figuring out emotions. Okay, how can I manage my own emotions and also manage my family's emotions and find strength in that and find strength in things like meditation even to carry you through this, which actually makes me think too, did you have a motivator that helped you through those hard times and helped you push through the hardships and push through the fears? 
um most people around me just like never had known about this process so like when you don't know something there's already like you are afraid of it so mm-hmm. there were many motivators there were more people like telling me like hey this might be a bad idea you you are doing it wrong so i guess like i was my only motivator the the other motivator i would say like one was my friend who was applying with me mm-hmm. since we both were in the same boat i wouldn't say exactly his motivation but you know you know someone else is doing the same thing they're yeah. going through the same thing and the same issues so it just gives you like a little peace of mind that you're not the only one that's suffering through this a lot of people who applied through it probably went through it so it gave me a little thing that like hey it's okay like i'm not the first man on the moon it will be fine like you yeah. know people <laughs> around doing the same thing so didn't have any motivator i had to be like very much self motivated and self guided through the whole process i remember yeah. like being in school and then like thinking oh if i could reach out to the people who are already studying in the us and colleges and i could just ask them questions maybe it could help and like finding motivations and like you know people's word or affirmations like listening to people's stories so i got those were the biggest motivators like people's stories people's advice yeah and i'm i'm sure that hearing from them this is worth it you know if they had a positive experience studying here and saying like this is something that they they don't regret and they're happy that they did is music to your ears like okay this is all very hard but I know that in the end I could say something like that too and this could be a positive experience for me. Yeah, definitely. How has your experience been studying in America as a whole? Yeah, I'm still trying to understand how it has been because I'm seeing like the change in me. For example, the first thing was in India I just lived and talked in Hindi the entire time mm-hmm. and now I'm here and I talk in English the entire time. So like my friend was asking me yesterday he was like do you think in hindi now or do you think in english and i realized i think in english now and wow. and i just like don't even know like how many things in my life have changed because of me thinking in english because when you're thinking in english you're kind of taking ideals from this like different kind of culture and yeah. like you know learning about this culture and like getting used to this culture of course like there's a hindi version of me that's very used to indian culture but then there's like a english version of me which is like very used to this but one of the coolest thing i feel is that being bilingual has helped i guess that's what i want to get to that sometimes like if i'm having a difficult problem i try to think about it in like hindi and it works yeah. out and like it gives me a different perspective and then if not then i think about it in english but other than that i've had a really good experience being here i feel like there haven't been any days where i haven't been grateful i've been grateful every day that this worked out and i'm here how i know that is that like if you go back to the last podcast i was like i really like meeting new people and seeing new places so when i go down the street and i see just even if i go down to like suppose like new york or chicago i just see a building i've never seen in my life or not even anything close to that structure so yeah. it's always a new experience another fun thing that happened was after the first year i spent in the us i was so used to everything the food and like everything else so when i go back to india i'm like shocked by the things in india and wow. it's really funny because i'm used to them for my entire life and then like i see them again and i'm like huh i'm i can just starkly see the difference yeah. and then like it just intrigues me and it makes me i don't know there's like the feeling of intrigue like wow like people do things so differently here and it shed light on my life in india when i went back i was like wow like i never thought i do this thing and i never thought about it i do it this way and mm-hmm. while in like a whole different country so you know it it shed light on me and my background and in my own country by being here that like i was yeah. able to compare and honestly that has been like a really good experience i feel like it always keeps me amused and like interested now that i'm here i'm like wow like there are so many other countries in the world so it gives me a lot of respect and gratitude 
not only for my own country, but also like just people in general and people's culture. I could go on about this like all day, but yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know that you and I have talked about culture shock, but there is sometimes that reverse culture shock of going back to where you're from and being like, wait, this is so different than what my day-to-day is like now versus what it was then. But that's such a beautiful way to put it because I know you mentioned you really love meeting new people and seeing new places. And what better way than studying in a new place? And I really admire that you have such a positive mindset every day. Like seeing the wonder in things, the wonder in the buildings or the wonder in the new people who you meet. I feel like that's a really great way to go about life in general. So I'm so glad that that's been your experience here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like more than just studying, I live here now. So it's like- Yeah, it's like a really different experience, like comparing my life living in India, like the things I do daily. So it gives me more more appreciation for life or like and people. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a great point. It becomes more than just studying here. It's Mm. living here because Mm. your life is not just in studying and reading textbooks. Mm. It's in actually living day to day life here. Yeah, definitely. Overall, do you have any advice or top things that you wish you knew that helped you a lot for anybody listening who's going through this process? Yes. My overall advice would be to be curious and Mm -hmm. not lose motivation or trust in yourself. I feel like Mm -hmm. one of the most important things that helped me is having a very strong motivation or desire to do a thing and then see it through the end. I feel like that always helps. And the thing is like, this might be really difficult based on like your situation, based on your financials and everything else. And of course you need to evaluate that and you you need to see if that works for you before even making that really hard decision. Yeah. Um, but another thing I would say is that, again, it's not about certainty, it's about ability. For example, when I was applying here, when I was applying for scholarships, I knew like there are less scholarships for international students. And mm-hmm. I knew like, of course, like it's even harder to get those scholarships. But then, you know, I had all these like uncertainties or certainties, but then talking about ability, I always knew I could do it because yeah. like, I was like, if I put my mind into it, don't listen to anyone else. I mean, you know, <laughs> listen, listen to other people first, but like keep, keep doing what you do. It will work out. And another thing is one thing which I would have done, which I didn't do was to learn about social and emotional learning and then learn about meditation or try to meditate. Because Mm -hmm. what it does is, yeah, you will have all that pressure, but this wouldn't let you build all that pressure over time. So I feel like a lot of people who are going through this process kind of like give up in the middle because they just don't have enough willpower to just fight all these people who are saying like, hey, you don't know what you're doing. You wouldn't get scholarship, this and that. So the willpower will be exhausted at some point or the other. But if you do these things, which is like social and emotional learning and meditation, they will let you take all of the things out every other day and go with there with a fresh mind, with your purpose. Yeah. So definitely do that and, you know, just try to be empathetic and try to like be rational and have a very clear goal. So, yeah. 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 To sort of not absorb the challenges of the process and more face them versus absorbing them and taking them on and breaking down that willpower. It kind of strengthens you up. Yeah. And I have this random quote again, which I heard yesterday, which was really good. So like a lot of times people applying for this process, they start thinking a lot. And like, it just worsens it because your fears just come on to you. And then you're just thinking about them and it kind of like ruins your mindset. So to just like not do that, I I read this quote, which was really good. It was like, happy are the ones who act, happy are the ones who understand and happy are the ones who have clung on to the truth. 
And why it's relevant here is that you will see happier the ones who act. So if when you're doing something, try to act on it more than you think on it. And mm -hmm. happier the ones who understand, try to understand rather than judging something. Yeah. And then like the third one is happier the one who have clung on to the truth means find some truths about yourself and find some truths about what you want to do in life. And you think like this yeah. way and then clung on to it and try to just like act, understand and do not think and, like keep working and thing like that. That is like definitely a really good way to just go for it. Yeah, that's such a nice quote. What a wonderful thing to stumble upon yesterday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's really, really nice. Yeah, I think that's such great advice. And I hope that anybody listening knows that it is possible mm -hmm. to study internationally and, and to keep this positive mindset throughout it too, so that you feel supported, whether it's by yourself or by others, but you always have that support system within you. Mm -hmm. And another thing I would like to say, if whoever is listening to this podcast and feeling they are in a situation where they just can't figure out stuff, they, they may be international student or a student in America, it does help a lot to like listen from someone and know for someone who has actually gone through the process. Thanks, Tushar. Well, thank you so, so much for sharing your experience today and all this incredible advice. We so, so appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me here. Thank you. And if you're an international student listening to this, write to us on social at Score Inc. That's at S-C-O-I-R-I-N-C. -I we'd love to hear what you're curious about. If there are any questions that you have, let us know. And we'd love to cover it in future podcast episodes. And definitely check out the blog that Tushar wrote called Advice Applying to U.S. Colleges as an International Student. It's got really great resources and we hope it's helpful. All right, we are cheering you on in this process and super, super good luck. And thank you again, Tushar. Thank you.